Welcome to this week's Gamers Without Borders podcast, where we talk about gaming news, tech, information, uh, media, things like that. And the best part about this whole podcast is there is no passport needed. I am Bradley Bartley, your host for today, and I have my co-host here, Nick. How you doing, Nick? Hello, I'm doing. I'm doing very well, thank you. All right. What's uh What's going on in your neck of the woods across the pond? Uh, not much. Not much. Just some games, some things. Some games and things. Oh, yeah. I also have here. Um, I don't want to forget her again, like we did last episode. Yeah. The super sexy, handsome wife, Rena. I just don't know why I get forgotten. <laughs> I'm sitting right here. I know. Yeah. I know. <clears throat> so, um, actually, because of last week, we have you at the top of our list for yes. what we've been up to this week. So let's. I want to hear from you. I think that's a good choice. Good choice. Um, let's see. This week. More homework, of course. That's just like the story of my life. I feel you. Um, lots of lots of good cake designs. I do cakes. Um, and then let's see. Last night we went to a restaurant, Dave and Buster's, which, in case you don't know what that is, it is an arcade restaurant where they have just a lot of games that you pay for. Rather expensive, but. You go and you put your card in and then you compete or just like play the game by yourself. And things that I'm really good at include skee-ball. Brad's not very good. I'm so bad at skee-ball. It's basically, so it's an arcade, but for adults. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So it was pretty wonderful. I'm also really good at racing games. Oh, you can also... um, Really good. They have like a restaurant, so you eat there and then you can go to the arcade and... They kick all the kids out at 11, so it's like a bunch oh, of drunk cool. adults playing <laughs> arcade games. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great, actually. So I'm pretty terrible at skee-ball, but I'm really good at the ones where like yeah. you have to you have to time it right, and you either get like four tickets to redeem, uh, or you okay. get like 400, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely won one of those, and I got 530 tickets. So Did I you get pretty... like a big comedy bear or something? No, I gave Rena no. all my tickets, and she got like I got some cat ears. Yeah, <laughs> um, things like that. <laughs> I, well, so we didn't have enough points for a. I wanted a an R two D two backpack that was just like about a foot a foot long, but we didn't have enough points for that because I, of I didn't I didn't make a lot of points. Um, but no, so I got some cat ears and some um, metallic tattoos. And pretty much crap. Got she got a bunch candy. of she got a bunch of crap is what she got. That's all that there is, unless you spend yeah. billions of dollars. <coughs> yeah. Billions, really? Billions, yeah. It's, a, it's an accurate number. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, so uh what about you, Nick? What have you been up to this uh, week? not much in regards to games. I've just I've given up on Tomb Raider, uh Legend for now, because game has caused me too much pain. <laughs> so uh, I went. I went back to uh, playing a bit of Terraria. It's it's good fun. I'm I'm in a I I, I restart. I restart. I uh, continued with my original sort of save file. So I'm sort of like in the middle, and I'm at that point where I don't really know where my next sort of point of progression is. But I've also kind of explored everything. So I did the incredibly tedious thing of building a bridge that runs from one side of the map to the other. <laughs> yeah, awesome. The, Compelling I think game the best part. I think the best part about that game is uh, there's there is so much to do. Like if you look at the yeah. wiki, and they keep adding new stuff. Yeah, and it's a super huge game. Mm. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's just I think it's something you can play quite passively as well. It's like I could play with a podcast, li- listening to a podcast while I play because like it's not like you need yeah. to keep track of cutscenes or things. 
True. That's that's yeah. actually that's a that's a good thing as well. Mm. Um, <clears throat> sorry. What else? Yeah. What the only other thing I just put is Uncharted Four hype because it's only like ten days away, and <laughs> well, and then it's, then I get to get it like two weeks later, and it's gonna be so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. I, I I might I might even I was gonna I was gonna buy it physically because I hoped it would be cheaper, but I might just buy it digitally. So literally, as soon as I have left my last exam, I will switch on my PlayStation and just download it and start. Dude, that's the best thing. You might be able to pre-download it if you yeah, get it yeah. at a certain point. So yeah, that's I, what I that's what I did with a lot of games um, yeah. that I have on my Xbox because I I only mm. own like one CD from Xbox on Halo yeah. Five. I, I I'm the other way actually. I I don't really <clears> do digital <throat> games, but yeah. I've been I've been leaning on it more and more because it, you know if you lose the CD or it breaks you still have yeah like you always have digital it's always in your library so that's what I like yeah true um yeah so, so that's that's, that's, that's about it, it just me, like really. school and yeah uh, I've I've got I've got exams in the next couple of weeks so yeah once that's out of the way then it's gonna be I can, I can actually relax for once good call right on yeah. cool I uh, finally got to play some Heroes of the Storm and Diablo with the one track gamers crew oh they oh, they still so that was you. fun. Yeah, I know. They they finally just gave in to my peer pressure and just joined up. <laughs> no, we just ended up uh, getting on the right timing schedule. Okay, cool. Um, I played with John one night, and that was kind of cool. We won a lot, and then I played with um, Amanda and Corey, so that was fun. The, the next night, that was pretty cool. Good, good. Um, so thanks, guys. Thanks for showing up. I've been playing a lot of Elite Dangerous. Have you heard of it? You have. Um, is is it working all right? Because I think you mentioned it in like <clears throat> our first episode that there's a bug with it in Windows 10. Yeah, apparently the bug was fixed, and I just didn't see the patch notes for it. So oh. now it's it's completely playable. And yeah, uh, I joined a. I don't know what to call them. I guess gaming guild. I don't know. They're, okay, so the main ship you start with is called a Sidewinder. Okay. And it's like a super basic ship. So there's this uh, yep. gaming crew called Radio Sidewinder. And they play music and in-game commercials for in-game like companies or like okay. player groups and stuff like that. And it's twenty-four-seven radio, oh, wow. specifically designed for Elite Dangerous. And so I joined up as part of the Radio Sidewinder crew, and I'm part of their Rangers program, okay. where like we own a system, we're a player system, or we are, we're a player-owned group that owns an in-game system, like the Frontier Developments, the people that make the game, put okay. in yeah. Radio Sidewinder crew as a independent government that now like we own a space station okay. we own a system and i'm part of the rangers so we like patrol and find other players that are entering our system and uh spread the good news of radio sidewinder cool. by force if necessary oh dear <laughs> so it's a super awesome game if you have the time to put into it but yeah the thing is is they are in like a 10-year development cycle or something so right now the what? game is it's pretty like there's stuff to do but not a whole lot yeah and until the game gets to the point where like i want to play it is going to be like four or five years when they have like planetary landings on um mm. planets covered in life because they have planetary landings right now okay. they don't have you're not able to walk around your spaceships like you're only in a spaceship the entire time um like there's just all kinds of stuff they need to add that yeah it's gonna just take years until they add it because it is a huge game it's literally our our galaxy it's the milky way and you can fly over the entire thing so cool yeah so i've been playing that it's fun um so anyone that's listening check out elite dangerous and check out radio sidewinder because they're awesome i have also um when i wasn't working when i wasn't working the freaking 12 to 13 hour days i was studying um unity development so okay, like learning, learning a lot that's good with that so 
the next couple of weeks I plan to have a a playable demo of a game I've been wanting to make for a couple months now. So I'll I'll shoot yeah, that out. Read that cat. <laughs> I'm not making you read that. Make cat. it. It's a. Uh, it's called Arcane. It's going to be an awesome RPG game. I know for sure um, it should be an RPG, but there's going to be small games, anyways. So stay tuned for that. That now, <clears throat> that now makes sense. Uh, I've always wondered what that meant because you have a Discord chat named after that, and I've been trying to work out what it yeah, is. That's, for yeah, that's yeah, that's for yeah, it's for the guys that I've been working on the game with. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's me this yeah. week. Um, yeah. Yeah. You guys got anything yeah, else? No. This is just a sad fact of life that we're actually quite busy. But don't worry, we've got loads of stuff to talk about, so we'll be fine. True. We do have an interesting topic and lots of news today. So, yeah. speaking of news, um, do you want to start it off? Yeah, with a, with a very much, well, sort of British bit of news. Um, there ha- the actress to play Lara Croft in the upcoming, well, the to-be-announced-to-be-made Lara Croft film has been announced, and it is Alicia Vikander. Uh, known for her roles in Ex Machina, The Man from Uncle, and she will also appear in the new Jason Bourne film due out in I think June. I, uh, I, I think she, I think she would she could do well. I think she's a very good actress. Wasn't personally my up there was my top choices for the role, but that's fine. I like when I would have been your top choice. Yeah. Well. Camilla Luddington would have been my top choice because she actually plays Lara Croft and does all the mocap for the games, so it would give you a solid link to the original source games. I think I, agree. I think Amelia Clark could have do- could have done the role quite well, quite well, but that's just me. Rena just like has no idea who these people are, so she's googling them right now. Yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> um, it would make sense to have the person that does the mocap for yeah. Laura play Laura. Love, like she yeah. is an actress, but yeah, I think I possibly that she's just maybe not like she wasn't a list enough that Hollywood was like because I think that's a lot of the problem with video game adaptations that they change stuff so much that they forget that what they're based on is a video game. I agree. Like the mm. the Warcraft movie that's coming out, yeah, it is geared towards Warcraft fans and video game fans, which is like millions of people, right? Yeah, but the movie is a storyline. Like I was reading an article, the movie is a storyline that isn't related to the games really yeah so people are like why would you give us a movie that's not based on the games because yeah. now the ones that are you're marketing towards aren't interested anymore mm. because it's not really, like yeah it's just kind of interesting i think why this... they were, like why change it so much why yeah. nothing why did yeah nothing's been confirmed but i think this new tomb raider film is going to be based off the newer games so that's why they want a slightly younger uh lara croft i mean that makes sense which yeah. i hope so i remember when i first watched the the first tomb raider did you see yeah. it no. With Angelina Jolie as yeah. Laura Croft, dude, so cheesy, so yeah. great. The thing, the thing that annoys me about the about this film um, is that in both those films, they they put in like a main a main sort of male action hero character, yeah, and it was like, like the a... whole point of Laura Croft is that she's like a massive badass. So yeah, why do she, you need a male like... hero in there as well? Like you don't need it. Just I agree. Like she was the female protagonist, the first real female protagonist yeah. that I knew of. Um, but yeah, regardless of how they modeled her. Yeah, that's and yeah, but yeah. I think it, <laughs> sorry, we're all very childish people, but yeah, I think it, I think it will be interesting if they do follow the stories of the new games because they give a much more character depth. The whole idea. I like of the like, new story. I like the yeah. new story way better, anyways. As and opposed like to super sort of, rich archaeologist, yeah. with a dead father. Where it's it's, like, it's yeah, where it's much better. She's like she's like an eighteen year old girl that gets chucked into some really bad stuff, and she just has to live. And it's yeah. like it's a much 
but the yeah, struggle to I survive hope, is, I hope is they don't. More. I hope they don't screw it up because I like their franchise a lot. So me too. I agree. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Nintendo NX, uh, Nintendo's what? new console. Is that just? A, is it just like their next? Yes, it is their new console. It, um, it has been given a release date of 2017. Uh, it was initially actually listed specifically as March 2017, but I read something in the last couple of days that, like a website somewhere, the listing has slightly changed um, so that it just now says 2017. So the, there's a, a year window, basically, for them to like yes. move timelines? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. The other, I mean, that's the, just good business practice. Yeah. The other bit of news linking to this is that the new Legend of Zelda game they're pushing the release date back to 2017, so it launches with the NX, and they're going to launch a Wii U version and an NX version, a bit like they did with Twilight Princess, where they launched it on the GameCube and the Wii at the same time. And in a slightly strange decision, they've already said that this new Zelda game will be the only playable game Nintendo presents at E3 this year. What What are your thoughts on building a game to play on the next-gen console because that's what it is. It's their next generation of console yes. as well as the previous generation. Because normally you want the your debut game to showcase yeah. all the great parts of the new, the new I, console, I, right? I think part... I know what you mean. And I think it's partly that... I know people have said this time and time again. But the Wii U does struggle for AAA games. And like... We've been expecting a new Zelda for the past like year or so. Yeah. And I think you'd screw over a lot of people just to say, right, we're shifting it to the NX only. So I do kind of get why they're doing it. And it's like, I think you do find with a new console, companies won't necessarily just draw a line under the old one and go, right, either get the new console or go. I think you usually find that for the first couple of months, you have sort of a bit of crossover with games released on both systems. And then after, say, six months, they'll go, well, look, you've had enough time to buy the new system if you want it. I agree. Okay, so that, that makes sense. What I was thinking is, like, you would release the new console and be like, hey, if you want to experience this new console, you yeah. should buy this game as well. Like, it's even more yeah. push to get, because you're like, oh my gosh, I need to get this new console yeah, to play this new game. So Yeah, I know, yeah, I know uh, what you mean, but I think, I think the difference here is that, like, I think it's if, Nintendo's just general practices. Yeah, are... well, I think the difference here is that everything we've been told implies that this is going to be like an entirely new approach to a console. So like one of the theories that's been going around for ages is that it's going to be a thing of it could be a handheld that you'd then also plug into your TV and it would up-res everything uh, so it would look good on the big screen. Like it's not just going to be... It's not just about graphics like you get with Microsoft and Sony. Yeah, they're well, clearly Nintendo's trying to do really something been new. About graphics. Yes, yeah. I think yeah. Post GameCube, they've stopped caring about graphics really. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I want to talk about because um, yeah, right below that uh, we talked about um, Sony's PlayStation Network made much more money than Nintendo, like all of Nintendo yeah. across all of its sales last year. And so you were you were saying um, basically people are like oh my gosh Nintendo's dying but it's not yeah. but one of the what it is is Nintendo is trying new things and they're innovative yeah. like if you look at um, Nintendo sixty four was a new style of controller new yeah. style of gameplay like it changed yeah. everything right yeah. and then you have huh it was wonderful yeah Nintendo sixty four so much nostalgia with that thing <laughs> and then you have the GameCube which was yeah uh, e- even like a more strange controller and then yeah. they had different style of games and then and they, uh, yeah the... and, they, and they did weird things that it didn't it didn't support CDs and DVDs they made their own sort of disc format so yeah. like, so like yeah, Nintendo's trying like new things which yeah. is really good and that's what I want 
to see is innovation yeah. and creativity in the game development, game design industry yeah. because that's what that's what players need. And then yeah. Nintendo also doesn't market to like the core gamer, you know, which well, buys most of the games. Well, like, they they that's... market to what I see. What I see is Nintendo because I don't own a Nintendo console. Yeah, I um I had a GameCube and stuff like that, but yeah. uh, I don't own the Wii U. And what I see is Nintendo markets a lot to like group play and yeah. co-op and people that aren't well it's it's difficult because um i think they've jumped around quite a bit in the sense of like n64 was really popular ga- gamers loved it and then gamecube it had it got like i think the gamecube got a bit of a cult following like it had major titles but yeah. that was the time where they sort of split off and they went in a new direction so like they released wind waker which was a cell shaded zelda that got loads of criticism for its art style and then they went back, and then they went in a new direction again with the Wii, where they said, "Right, this is like they sort of alienated hardcore gamers a bit, but managed to get like families and a much more broader yeah, audience." Yeah, well, they, and they, they sold it yeah. cheaper and yeah. capitalized on the motion controls, which yeah. neither of the other consoles could, because like Xbox and yeah. PlayStation's motion controls yeah. were crap. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely tell when Microsoft and Sony released their motion add-ons that they were just doing it to try and capitalize on the hype. But yeah, yeah, and then I think with the Wii U, they've tried to transition back into more sort of the core, but like I don't own one, although I do hear from a lot of people that I respect a lot with their views of games of like, if you had to get, they reckon if you had to get one console out of the three, get a Wii U because it is just so different and so unique. That's I've heard that as well, because it is it is different, unique, and then as well as like, the Wii was just good for for party play, yeah. Like most of the time, and yeah. They have, Super you know, Smash Brothers. Like most of the games yeah. that come out on PlayStation, Xbox now don't have co op. Yes, you know, yeah. Whereas like the Wii U is all about playing with your friend on the couch. Mm. So, anyways, um, <laughs> that's what we got for Nintendo's news, right? Uh, yeah, I think that is everything. So let's talk a little bit more about some interesting stuff. Um, you know, did you ever play Fable or? I'm aware of it. Never played it. Fable is fantastic, and um, if your laptop can run it, I might send it to you because it's cheap. Okay. It's a great game. It's made by Lionhead Studios, mm-hmm. uh, but Lionhead, which owns Fable, Fable One, Fable Two, they made Black and White, which has a major cult following oh, yeah, uh, for a long while ago. Yeah. It's it's an old computer game. Mm. Uh, basically, Lionhead Studios has closed down this week, and oh, no. yeah, it's for a multitude of reasons. I haven't really looked too much into it, but I saw the article. I was like, oh my gosh, Lionhead's closing yeah. down. Which is kind of a big deal because there, it means there's going to be no more, like, their yeah. latest Fable titles had flopped and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and obviously that probably means all the servers will go down as well, so there'll be no more online stuff. As yeah, well. exactly. So, I don't know what's going to happen for their games, but it's kind of a, like, sad story, there's not going to be any more in, like, the Fable universe. But mm. I am excited because that means those developers are going to go and, like, start new companies yeah. and start a new direction. So yeah. I'm hoping that a bunch of the people from Lionhead will break off and make their own smaller indie company, if you will, mm. because that's what I really want to see much more diversity and creativity. Well, yeah, because so. that's 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 what Rare did, because um, yeah, because yeah, Rare got bought by Microsoft, and then there's that company called I think Playtonics that are making that Banjo Kazooie style game. Yeah, that that and and they've just started to break off and sort of said, well, look, we are we are yeah. Rare, we're and we, that's I think it's great. That yeah, that happens, and I look forward to it. Yeah. So that's that's some interesting stuff. And then next up, uh, last week we talked about paid mods, right? Yes, paid mods uh, listing. Um, so I think Bethesda might be pushing for this. This is just speculation yeah. on my part. Uh, we'll post this link in the uh, release notes. But yes, we will. Fallout 4 uh, mods are in beta. So certain people have access to create Fallout 4 mods using their mod creator system. 
but you're going to only be able to access these through the their own launcher so like steam is a launcher right? yeah it is it's... and you've got origins and you've got BattleNet, so yeah. like a portal to all these games well bethesda has a launcher now for yeah. their games yeah. yeah for like their stuff and that's where you're going to get your mods for fallout 4 yeah now the only reason i could think they can do this is so one they can control the mods yeah. and b they can monetize yes so i don't like where this is going and there's a bunch of hate on like I have yeah. so many launchers. I've got Steam. I've got Battle.net. I've got Origins. I've yeah. got Uplay. I've got oh, Rockstar Uplay. Social Club. I just you know. yeah. Did you ever have any experience with games for Windows Live? No. Oh, that was not a, ever. I that was a car crash. Yeah. Oh, just not not fun. But yeah, so, I think I think Steam has like so much control over that market that trying to launch a new kind of launcher system like that now, you're always going to struggle. I agree. Any new launcher is going to have to compete with Steam directly, and unless you can offer the same like yeah. category, I don't know. That's why, yeah. like, I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Yeah. And then I got to plug in No Man's Sky hype. Uh, there's new stuff coming out with it <laughs> uh, yeah. all the time. So basically, the new thing is it's not going to have a story. They're just going to be like world lore. So yeah, what it, what that means to me is they put tons and tons of effort into building the setting and and yeah the like building the universe which is what i like to dive deep into and mm. understand as opposed to like a storyline you sit and watch through there's more to learn so you actually are part of the universe as well yes so, it was um, quite it's quite funny you and i were talking about the like the game hasn't even released yet neither of us have played it and we both kind of have strategies and how we want to approach it mm-hmm, because yeah, hopefully like, if it is if it is the game it seems to be it's going to be so diverse in the ways you can do it i have such high hopes for it and i'm trying to dumb those down because i had high hopes for the division and i have not played it at all like oh really <laughs> yeah because it's it was it's not they had so many features that they were advertising that just weren't put in like there's oh yeah so i don't know well done ubisoft well done yeah anyways um do you have any news for for this week rena anything that you saw that you want to talk about um <clears throat> sorry no. <laughs> Have you, did, did you look Thanks. up? Did you look up who the new Lara Croft is? I did, but I, I don't know her. Oh. You have no thoughts. I, I don't have any thoughts. Okay. I'm not. Re- I didn't really follow the whole Lara Croft thing. Oh. Her movie, like the movies came out, and I was. Just... Yeah. Let me let me ask you. What are you excited for in the in the gaming realm coming up? Anything at all? What would you like to see if you could see something new in the gaming universe to like bring into our home? What would you want? I would want my own racing setup where I have a bike and it's just like at the arcades. And you lean on the bike? bike And you lean on the bike. Or. I thought you were going to say a a Pokemon, a new Pokemon game for consoles. I wasn't. Oh. Um, I didn't know that's what you wanted from me, but no, that's what, <laughs> that's what I would want. So she wants uh, in-home. Ooh, I think that VR for Pokemon would be really cool, actually. That's well, what I was thinking she was going to get to. I think some footage of Pokemon Go leaked recently. I, I believe so. I cannot wait to see how that turns out, because I know I'm going to be playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, you know I, d- you heard yeah. Of it? Okay. I, I don't know. I, 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 like, definitely, I know it's going to be super-duper popular in Japan, but elsewhere I don't 
I don't know how it'll catch on. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. You're gonna Pokemon. look a bit. You're gonna look a bit weird, like looking at your phone and be like, "Oh my god, there's a Charmander over there!" And everyone else is just you like, what, "What the hell are you looking at?" They can people people gonna hate no matter what you do. So just be, yeah. do you, just do you. Yeah. But anyways, I'm excited for that. Um, I was hoping that Rena could like talk about like segue into artificial intelligence, but that segue kind of flopped a bit. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was just a segue. You what we should have done what we should have done is No, what we should have done is we should have put the Lara Croft news last because then we could have segued it perfectly. Yeah, how would that have gone? Well, because Alicia Vikander was in Ex Machina, a film all about robots, not oh, artificial that's intelligence, right. and she Machina. played the robot. Yes. That's true. That that's a good, good movie, oh, by the way. So, that, that is a fantastic film by the way. I, I thoroughly yeah. recommend it. I agree. If you haven't figured it out by now, listeners, our discussion topic for this week is artificial intelligence and all yeah. of its various forms. Yeah, this is and, a long, uh, long bit. We have like 20 bullet points of stuff. So, yeah, we have uh, a whole bunch of things. So, yeah. Rena, this was your idea. What was your thoughts when you told me you wanted to talk about artificial intelligence? Well, I was listening to some other podcast and I was just thinking about things and artificial intelligence always gets me. Because while I don't necessarily play games with a lot of artificial intelligence, I watch a lot of movies. And I am not a fan of robots, period. If robots become a thing that people want to have in their houses, I don't want one in my I'm house. I'm going to have a robot in the house. <laughs> and so we discuss this often. <laughs> Surprisingly often, actually. And I was just, I was just thinking about robots. And You're like, let's talk about robots. I was like, let's talk about robots. Okay, so let's talk about yeah. robots. Yes. <laughs> um, so artificial intelligence robots. What what kind of robots are you talking about? Um, thinking about robots that you bring into your house and they're supposed to like do your chores and like listen to you and essentially like the iRobot robots. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know if there's going to be the three laws of robotics. Oh, there has to be. Um, yeah, otherwise they'll kill us all. Truth. A- A- Age of Ultron. I mean, all I'm saying is that they ended up killing people anyways, so <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Um, I just, I just don't, I don't trust it. What if, what if, like, we could, like, so let's say 20 years from now when our animals are, are, are about to croak. They're not, they're not dying, ever. <laughs> exactly, because we're going to be able to put their consciousness into robotic animal versions. No. So it's like an artificial intelligence that perfectly emulates the previous animals they used to be. No. I don't think so. <laughs> Either that won't be a thing or that you don't want that. I just don't want that. <laughs> she wants to stuff our cat when she dies, but she won't get a perfect replica that's a robot. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I kind of know what you mean, and I will. I um, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about this in the context of games and films, first of all, and then I want to get quite serious because I think it had this has some interesting real world social implications oh, as well. I wait and you also for get real-world AI. you also get to hear me say perhaps the most pretentious sentence I've ever said in my entire life. So uh, have fun with that. Pretentious hype. Yes, pretentious hype. <laughs> Hashtag pretentious hype. <laughs> all right. So, um, what are what are your thoughts on AI then, Nick? Uh, well, do you, well uh, do you want me to start with games? Or, well, actually, no. I've got a couple of good games examples. Well, you touched on uh, Ex Machina, yeah, for a bit. Well, that well, um, okay. I'll, I'll explain that film. It's a really good film. I, I recommend it entirely. But it's basically this guy. There's this sort of recluse billionaire inventory like man, super who's, genius yeah, programmer guy, cre- who's created a ro- who's created a robot 
and um, he gets one of employ- employees from his company to come to his house, and he wants him to do the Turing test on the robot, which is a test that you give um, you give uh, any form of artificial intelligence or robot, where it it has to try and fool the person asking it questions that it that the person is in fact talking to a human, and. The film goes into a lot more depth, and it gets very interesting. And it's very well shot. It's very atmospheric. It get the end. The ending is fantastic. Uh, it's very well acted. So yeah, I would just recommend it. Very the much. Core, so. The core of it is the whole thing is about whether or not the robot is a, is classified as a human or not. Yeah. Like the AI is so advanced, it's a, it's, it's a human or not. And so yeah. I was thinking, or when we talked about this last night, Reno was saying, well, so AI. She was like, well, what if you could have like an implant you put in your eye and it like does things for you like a contact lens that it takes in things you're looking at and makes assumptions and comes up with observations and gives you information straight to your your visual your like your eyepiece yeah um that you didn't ask for it so like you could be driving and it calculates like all the vehicles that are around you and then displays information on your best route of travel without you telling it like that sort of artificial intelligence enhancing the human body and then um, so yeah. then we think of games like Deus Ex and stuff like that, which isn't well, really like an AI, but he has so much. Yeah, like he's a human, but he has so much. Uh, like the character from Deus Ex is is a human, but he has so much cybernetic yeah. implants and stuff like that. Is he still a human, or is he an AI at this point? Like, what's mm. the it's, what's it's, the dividing line? You know, it's really funny you bring up in particular actually contact lenses because I in the last day or so. I read that Google has applied for a patent for some sort of smart contact lens. What do you call it? That oh, actually, patent. Oh, sorry, patent or patent or whatever. I love it. Oh yeah, this, yeah, and this is the problem that instead of um, instead of it being a smart lens that you wear like a contact lens, it gets injected into your eye. So See, this is where we were we were uncertain of how it was going to go. Like Brad was like, "Is it injected into your eye? Does it completely replace your eye?" So it's like Mad Eye Moody, or is it like a contact lens? Mad Eye I... Moody has an AI. Well, no, but I mean, he has a magic. Hey, wait, hold up. He has a magic he has a, eye. He has a AI. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wrong English. AMI. Come on. Can you even English? Can you even? Gosh. So we but, have. Okay. Yeah, so um, we, we went with contact lens. But yeah, but... Can I, well, I'll, I'll just read you from an article I've just found. It says, according to the patent or patent filing, the device would replace the natural lens in your eye and it would be injected with a solution that congeals attaching to your lens capsule. Can I beta test it? Can I Are just you want to have people sticking needles in your eyes. Are you I want to improve my body no. through artificial means. That's yeah. what I want. So, and I mean, I'm not even 100% against that. Like, I would like certain body joints of mine to be replaced. You want a robo-hip is what you want. Yes, I would love robo-hips and wrists and just like stuff like that. What if that robo-hip could also like make you jump super tall and like super tall, jump super high and run super super fast and things like that. Like, would you still want it if it like made you superhuman? No. Why? Because I don't I don't want it to fundamentally change me i want it to just enhance Mm. like i want it to fix me i want to be enhanced artificially i want to artificially enhance my intelligence (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't surprise Mm. me um but it's it's interesting though because um you also hear really scary things that 
like fancy prosthetics and things like that are quite often connected to the internet. So they could also be hacked. It's like you hear of people that have internet-connected insulin pumps if they're diabetic. And, like, theoretically, it's possible you could kill someone by hacking into it. And that stuff would like be that. screwed so it's, up. It's a thing. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Exactly okay, why. so No. That's why good... Uh, hence why there needs to be... Um, basically, a legal process that evolves with the technology. But that's mm. a whole other topic and discussion about how the law is way slower than advanced technology. But um so here's here's another example. Here's another example. You know you know Halo, right? Yes. So you understand Cortana, the AI? Yeah. So I don't know if you guys know this, but Cortana the AI is built using a person's consciousness. So they like a smart AI, they take someone's consciousness and they put it into the super advanced computer chip and it is a person, but it's a computer person that can think billions of times faster, things like that. And then so the suit well, basically, Master Chief has a, a slot at the base of a skull where the suit interfaces, and he inserts Cortana. So she interfaces directly with his body and his suit and all this stuff and is used uh, basically to enhance even more the superhuman Master Chief. Now, if I could do that, if I could insert like an implant in the base of my skull that has a artificial intelligence that's connected to my house and my car and my cell phone... And I could be like thinking like, hmm, I think I want to uh, calculate something or I think I want to change the temperature in my home or I want to uh, basically, I don't know, check my freaking blood pressure and just have it like tell me in my head. Yeah. But how is it how is it determining that's actually what you want versus like you're just having this thought like. I wonder how warm it is in my house. That's the part. Mm. That's that's and then the, your that's where, that's where, the, that's where like the artificial intelligence comes in, and they have to write a program that is able to learn your nuances and make decisions based on previous information. So learning and making decisions and taking over your brain. See, the, the, no, you're getting to one of my big real life problems with this, but we'll carry on with games and films, and then we'll come back to it. Uh, <sighs> right. So yeah, I'm just. And yeah, there's loads of different examples of AI in games and films. So you've got GLaDOS from Portal, Terminator and Skynet, Ultron from the Avengers, HAL 9000 from Space Odyssey. Like, it's it's a well, it's a well-known trope now, let's be fair. Yes. The fembots it's from even... Austin Powers. The fembots from Austin Powers, you're right. Oh, Marvin the Paranoid Android from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yep. Um, the Dude. From Tron, right? Yeah. That is what is written on our show notes. It just says, yeah. the dude. I've written the Jeff dude. Bridges, question mark, but um, <laughs> we're, we're not sure. We decided to take over the Tron universe. Um, mm. We also we talked about the Geth last week. Um, and then, um, basically, there's there's that AI, and then there's like like the video game character AI we want to talk about. Yes. Uh, and then there is the AI in games programming. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about this. but Yes. Well, um... Uh, a, a well-known example of this is the um, the, the director, uh, which is a system in Valve's Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, where it basically looks at how you're playing and what you're doing, and it will dynamically spawn enemies to make you do things. So, like, if you sit, if if you're in a situation where you've somehow managed to like fortify yourself in a room, what it what it will do is it will spawn a load of enemies to try and force you out and force you to adapt. It's like it's not massively advanced, but it, it is just able to 
So it's, like, it's able to take input and information from the yeah. game and the players and how they play and then make a decision and yes. put that in the game, which is, I mean, basically AI, but yeah. not, I suppose. It's, it's, well, I think it's referred to as an AI and that's what, and Valve say it's an AI, but yeah, yeah. it depends and how I, you look at it. So that, that kind of thing is what I want to enhance mm. video games. But uh, yeah, and just another couple of interesting examples. I refer to it as dynamic, dynamic, eh, dynamic en- enemy change. That's not if that's not something official. That was just something I made up on the fly. So two good examples of this are Metal Gear Solid Five. I've never played it, but I know for a fact that it adapts to how you play. So it's things like if you play loads of missions at night, um, you will then find that more and more enemy soldiers wear night vision goggles. Yes, try and stop yeah, you actually, and things yeah, like that. I... I have actually seen this in play, and uh, so every time I uh, do anything in the game, really, it's at night, and I use silenced sniper rifle tranquilizers, yeah. and I get headshots, like a lot of headshots. Mm. So the enemies are all wearing night vision, and they all wear helmets now. Yeah. And so, at, like, at first they didn't wear helmets, so now they wear helmets. And then the more varied you make your capabilities, they, they learn to adapt. So, like, yeah. if you infiltrate in and do a lot of, like, close quarters combat stuff, they'll start putting in more cameras and yeah. uh, things like that so basically mm. you, the game figures out like okay he's using this style and they're taken down in this manner yeah so because of x do this mm. which is kind of interesting but it's not like yeah it's it's not like it's making a decision it's like due to this cause this is the effect of yeah it it's of basically it's you could you can almost imagine the code is like if b happens because of a activate x and it yeah. just does it so yeah i like yeah I don't know enough about coding, but it's probably like it maybe has part of an intelligence thing. It's so like some games I've mentioned, Sniper Elite V2 will do a thing where if you repeatedly fail a mission, it will like remove enemies and alter how enemies behave and like where where you start and, to, to help yeah. you finish. Like if that's not the only game to do it, loads do it. It's just that's one I've got personal experience of because um, I was at the very final mission of that game, couldn't do it, and I failed it so frequently that it spawned me in the exact point I needed to take the final shot to finish the game. I think it must have got rid of almost all the enemies and fast-forwarded me to the very last point. So like, <laughs> I, so like it you. wanted you. Yeah. So that's... that's I, is... I, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it popped up saying, like, well, just patronising me, well done, and just a slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an interesting uh, evolution of game design. So what's, what's the earliest game you can remember playing? Rena. Hold up. I'll give you a moment to think about this. What's the earliest game you can remember playing, Nick? Uh, Echo. Pokemon Gold. Oh, and you said Echo? Echo. Yeah, with a dolphin. Was, yeah, with a dolphin. <laughs> they're, they're remaking that, by the way. Good. Like someone's remilling. So we should probably get that. Echo. There's an Echo emulator out there. and It's actually pretty fantastic. It was, it was a great game. It's That's a super the, difficult yeah. game. Well, so, my brother and I were good. That So it's a platformer, right? And you have to like swim around as the dolphin or whatever. And the AI quote-unquote, is basically an enemy that will like walk back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're getting games that the AI will see you're behind cover and like coordinate attacks and move to either side of the yeah. cover or throw grenades to make, make you force you in a certain direction and then act on that or uh, things like that. So it's like the evolution of AI and gaming is, is yes. increasing rapidly and I want to see where they go next with it. So at what point will I have an in-game assistant that I can talk to just like I can talk to Google Now or Siri or uh, you heard me earlier talk to my computer. Yes. You know, Cortana. 
who which calls is me admiral. Sec- secretly harvesting all your information, but that's beside the point. No, it's not secret. I told it. I gave it explicit access to harvest all of my information. <laughs> Thanks, NSA. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, G- and GCHQ. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I, I look forward to that. Like, what if, what if you could have AI, not a robot, Rena, but just an AI, like on your phone. It's its own thing, and you can like ask it things. What's its then... shape? What? What? What kind of a shape is it? Like the handheld version? Yeah. I don't know. Like the shape of lip tetradecahedral. <laughs> yeah, what he said. Thirteen-sided shape. Like it's like. Think of like lip lip balm sized, like chapstick, and then you have it on your person, and you can like hook up a headphone to it or something, and like talk to it, and be like, hey. Uh, I would call my AI Milo. Milo Notice. Yep. And I would say, hey, Milo, uh, what is an upcoming date that I need to remember? And I'd be like, oh, well, Mother's Day is coming up, and you should know that next week is National Whatever Week. You know, and it'll, like, tell me information, and then I'll be like, and then based on my interest, it tells me, like, things I want to know. Or I'll be like, hey, I need to know, like, I am curious about the history of uh, job of the hut and it's like oh okay well let me find that on the internet and it like accurately comes up with job of the hut relevant information it doesn't just do a google search you know like is that an acceptable thing or is that still like For... I've, i'm I... just gonna me... one of these days i'll convince her to yeah. let me have a personal I'm robot just gonna send you a link to something that's not too far off well it's not that well it doesn't have an it has a bit of an ai element to it it's something sony has created but the it's a little earpiece that speaks. Ear. Yeah, it's this little earpiece that talks to you, um, and it only, it only like its features are pretty basic. It just does the whole thing of like it would tell you, um, like if you've got a text, it would read it to you in your ear and things like that. But it's um, it's just more the thing of like having a virtual assistant in your ear all the time and stuff. Dude, I'm all about virtual assistants. Like I want it uh, in my life okay. all the time. I just don't I'll... mind doing things myself. Yeah, I want. I want. To, I, I want to be That's strong. Just... I want to be Here's... strong and independent. Here's my here's my thought. Yeah. Hear me out. What is the most precious resource in the world? Love. Water. Time. You guys are both wrong. It's not love or water. <laughs> Silly. You don't need love to survive, and you don't need. You don't need water, water to survive. Like, obviously, you do, but <laughs> there's yeah. a whole bunch of it. That one it's not wrong. that scarce. And anyway, but time. Time, time is even literally a thing. always running out. It's always scarce. You only. Not, have aha, so much not if time. you're going towards a black hole. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, Anyways. Time is literally something that we can never have enough of. Your hours are running out of time. You're always on, like... What if you just, like, make better better use of your time? Yeah. Exactly! Yes. yes! Personal assistant does things for me that I don't need to do myself. Make better yeah. use of my time by using my capabilities. Example. No. <laughs> Example. Okay. Is it going to make your own food? It could. I talk to my phone and say, hey... Right now, like today, I could tell my phone, remind me to do X, right? It does it for me, schedules it, reminds me when I'm at the store to pick up whatever, okay? So I could do that. and then How does it know that you're at your store? It has my location. Right. Yeah. Okay. So and like right not... now, I have a personal, what? Okay, continue. Right? And so it saves me the time of having to like write it down in a notebook or uh, remember it or things like that. And I have to stop. So it just tells me, hey, remember to do this. Or B, I say, hey phone uh write an email that does this and while i'm doing whatever walking down the street i can say suit a text or write an email without having to like stop and do my phone or i can automate things be like hey set up a task to do 
Oh, we lost the call with with Nick. Uh-oh. Okay, sorry about that, folks. We had some technical difficulties with internet here. Yeah, we will try and, um, so we'll try and edit, edit it and sort it out so you don't hear anything, but there is, there so, is a small jaunt. So Rena's thing was, you should make better use of your time, and my comeback was personal assistants that make use of my time for me, hence the AI that does things for me and makes better use of my time. So mm. ipso facto... I win, AI is going to be well, awesome. I just think that it would be creepy. Like, you are just, you're at the grocery store, and all of a sudden, something's all up in your ear. Hey, don't forget to grab the bread. It's yeah. kind of like Smart House, the Disney movie. Yeah, when, and what was wrong with Smart House? Um, She went insane. <laughs> she had too many, like, she had too much invested in these people. Like, she knew all of their schedules, and then she was concerned about why they weren't home at the right time, or like... She started making them food, and if they didn't want something that was healthy, you know what? I you can they, blame that on I just just very poor design of the program. Okay, this is a this is a side thing, but this isn't quite AI. Yeah. But you might enjoy a a little app called IFTTT. Have you heard of it? If if this then yes. that yes, and it automates stuff. Yes, it's, it's the same premise where like you can automate. Uh, yeah. Automate Twitter responses. Yeah. Like, automating things with a personal assistant is what I am all about. Mm. But it's so not personal. So certain things do need to be personal. Like I wouldn't have something automate sending in my resume to job applications or like Wait. birthdays and stuff like that. But you just well, there's so many people and so much stuff to do. We don't have enough time to be personal with everyone all the time. Mm, this is. This actually kind of seg- uh, segues into what I wanted to talk about, if you, if you don't mind me jumping yeah, out. So first of all, I will say with AI, because I'm a bit of a nerd, I do like the idea from a technical perspective. I like the idea of being Iron Man and basically having Jarvis and being able to talk to your house. Like, I love Jarvis, That would yeah. be really cool. But the first thing I'm going to say, I, I've written down is, humans are not perfect, but computers are. And what I mean by this is if, if Brad, I said to you, Hey, I've got an exam in three weeks. Can you please remind me? And you're not allowed to make a note of it. You just have to, I just have to hope that you're going to remember that and you tell me within within a correct amount of time and you remind me to do it. And he would never exactly. It's it, it's it's just the way humans are. It's unlikely that you'd act. You'd, it's unlikely you'd do it. Whereas if, if I'm really sad that you don't have that much faith. Look, this, I'm just trying to make mind. a point about <laughs> AI. Don't derail I'm just it saying, now. That would well, not actually, I, I know you're going with this, and you know what I would do is I would make a reminder on my phone to remind me to tell exactly, you exactly because. We can trust in our phones because you're basically just telling it, please flash and vibrate at this day, at this set time. Like, it's not complicated technology at all, but it's just, it's reliable. But get ready, people. The pretentious hype is building. You're about to hear the worst sentence ever to come from a human being. And it's (laughs) part of the problem is because I studied English, so it means I write like this. This is a direct quote from the show notes that we use. I genuinely wrote this. Risk a corruption of the conventional social norms of human interaction and relationships. Ta-da. <laughs> but. You know what's funny is, is I actually, I, I prefer when uh, there are conversations like this where you're using what sound like big words in a correct way. Yeah. So explain uh, how you would basically corrupt the social norms. Okay, so. So, uh, okay, yeah. So, continue. for example, it, it kind of links on this whole idea of um, we sort of ne- we don't no two people ever have an entirely sort of perfect relationship because people aren't wholly reliable. And if if you say the classic couple response of "Oh, we have a perfect relationship," I'm going to end this call right now. 
<laughs> oh no, I definitely wouldn't say that we have the perfect relationship. Although I am, yeah, it's pretty perfect. close. Whereas, whereas my problem is, my <laughs> problem is theoretically, you can program a computer to almost be perfect. So it to, never, to have, it never. So you want to have a relationship with the computer. exactly. That's the problem. Is that like, if some, if you, if you've got like say a smart house and you're talking to your AI assistant every day, and it's so perfect because it always remembers when you need to buy a certain thing, and it tells you when it's people's birthday, I think naturally, because of the way humans interact with things, you'd form a relationship with it, and I genuinely think you'd have a problem of some people forming affectionate bonds towards AI assistants. That's why I don't want it. I get you. Yeah. And there's actually a film that shows this quite well. I think it's called Her... It's a... it's a okay. it's a film about so the same thing of a guy who creates an AI, and funnily enough, he's got like a earpiece and it speaks to him, and he, yeah, and he and he falls in love with the AI. That's I mean that's an actual that is a theme in Halo Five in the Halo series because Cortana is an AI, right? Mm. But all throughout in Halo Two, Halo Three, Halo Four, and Halo Five, Master Chief abandons his cause to go find and save Cortana, which is an AI. She's just a robot. Mm. But because she is very person-like, yeah. he is able to form a relationship like, with yeah. it. So let me... This is an interesting topic on uh, basically human behavior and yeah. the human psyche. So let me let me give you an example of how interesting humans are, right? Mm-hmm. You have uh, um, like a pencil. Okay. Okay. And it's just a regular pencil. It's whatever. If I snap it in half, you're kind of upset, right? Like I yeah. snapped your pencil in half. Yeah. Why would you now, do that? Come on, man. Why would you do you, this to me? Oh. Hold on. Let me give you um, Stephen, the pencil, who has been through a lot, okay? He's had a rough life. Mm-hmm. He has, uh, you know, been thrown away and discarded, but he's come back to be a successful pencil in life. You now know he has a history. He's got a name. He's very friendly. He, like, the pencil has a personality now that I've given it to you. When I break the pencil in half, you have lost Stephen, yeah. not a pencil. Yeah. It's an inanimate object. Mm. But because you've named it and given yeah. it a backstory, humans create it, yeah. it with like without you like thinking about it, it does affect you because you realize that now maybe this pencil was more than yeah. just a pencil. It has a story behind yeah. it. But then you have Stephen too. Yeah. But it's no, it's I know I know what you mean and I, I Like humans can draw like they can create relationships yeah. literally. Anything. Like um I mentioned it before we started recording. I find it really disconcerting that virtual assistants on phones refer to you by your own name. And it's like you're trying to form a human relationship with me when I exactly. when I know you are a circuit board, you are some solder and some transistors. Like stop trying to be a person because you will form a relationship with it, and that's not that's not a healthy relationship to so, have. So what I what I want to steer back towards is uh, is towards towards gaming because we kind of steered away from it's that. Fun. So people form relationships with their game characters all the time because they're putting themselves in the game, right? Definitely. So, like, people that play World of Warcraft or MMOs or whatever, they spend so many hours yeah. and they lose those characters. It's like losing a part of themselves. Yes. At what point uh, are games just going to be, like, another character you play with? So not, like, in the game you have an AI assistant that literally does things for me. Like, are you opposed to in-game AI, that AI assistant, Rina? So, like, a game AI that, like, uh, suggests... Um, how I should go about doing a certain task. It knows how I play. It, it guides me in different uh, situations. I can help to do certain tasks in the game. I don't, I, I don't know simply because 
I don't know games like that. Because there isn't any. Yet. But it's... Uh, I don't know. I, I, get, I get the attraction of, like, a game that is theoretically tailored to you. But then that, but yeah. no, but no, but that's that's also that's also really narrow-minded, because like, say if you're say if you're in a situation where this mission you could do in whatever game this is, there are a thousand different ways to do it. But because you've got your own AI assistant, no matter how many times you replay that mission, it will only ever show you a certain way, and you cannot ever see the other way because the AI is too clever and it's too perfect. Like, I know I know what you mean, and it would be cool, but I think sometimes. Being able to sort things out for ourselves and not doing things the perfect way that would suit us is sometimes better. All right, so I guess I guess we're all on the uh, the pro, a uh, yay or nay for AI. I'm all for it. Is whereas you two seem to be like yeah. on the yeah, I, yeah, no, like I'm on a solid nay. Uh, it's solid nay. Solid. I am a horse right now. Solid nay. Uh, that was exactly what I was going to say. Yes, <laughs> freakish actually. I'm gonna be so much more productive. And have my own robot AI assistant, and it's gonna be great. And you guys will be like, "Man, Brad gets so much done all the time." And I'll be like, "Man, Brad, stop loving on." This I was gonna robot. say, and, and, then it's gonna, and then it's gonna be like, hmm, "Our robot butler keeps looking at Brad in a funny way." <laughs> and it will be a butler. It'll so be, it has to be a man. Be a male I, I robot. Say, too. Female robot. Oh no, you can totally have a female robot, but we're gonna call it by a male's name anyway, so it's gonna be a male robot. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, we're gonna move on here yes. to um, uh, the community questions. Yes. I think we're gonna wrap up the AI talks. Yes. It's uh, some... If you guys, any listeners, have thoughts on AI, whether you're for it, against it, different types, what you want to talk about, things we missed, yeah. left out, whatever, um, tweet us, email us, we'll, we'll put out um, links on the release notes and we'll, we'll talk at the end. Yes. But for now, we have a community question. Yes, I don't know who wants to take this. Um, I, I, partly, I think Rena should take it because this—it's not very fair on her the way part of this was written. Yeah. All right. So let's, um, Rena. This is from John. All right. Should I do a voice for this? Yeah, I want to hear how you think John would sound from the One Track Gamers. All right. <sighs> hey, gang. Quite enjoying your conversations. It was quite a surprise you guys had a guest. <laughs> She should appear more often. She? Really, John? My question for you guys is, what's your all-time favorite video game system to play on? This has to be a console, not PC. Mine would have to be the first PlayStation. I was introduced to so many great games, especially Metal Gear Solid. Hope you guys have a great one. Nope, shoot. Hope you guys have a good one, and game on. John. It's literally like he was in the room with us. Yeah. Right, it sounds just like... I wanted you to, like... I felt like you were going to be like, to have a great one, bro, at the end of it, because I felt like you were talking in your bro Bruh. voice. I was, I was talking in my bro voice. It was either going to be, like, the, hey, gang, or it was going to be like, hey, gang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have liked dear. that one as well. So, I mean, it, it could have uh, been So, John, yes. uh, for, for you, John, uh, this is Rena. Who voiced you? Yep. She has a name. She has a she's name, which a was guest. mentioned in the first episode and all yeah, episodes and that she's, she's been in. Not just a guest. Yep, she's she not just a she. I'm, to... I'm here now. Yeah. You're you're here for the long haul. Yeah. I, Stop yeah. viewing women as nameless things, John. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. First tracer. Yes. Now Rena. Yeah. Uh, 
Jeez, John. So, okay, yeah, so we at Team Gamers Without Borders are going to derail your podcast because you... Team Gamers Without Borders, I yes. like it. Derail your podcast. Yes. Take all your fans. Yes, all right. Um, okay, so yes. favorite video game system. I think I know what yours is. Do you? Yeah, I want to hear it. It's the N64. I knew she was going to say N64. I was either going with N64 or just like the Game Boy. The first one? No, I want to go Game, game Boy I want to go Game Boy Advanced. Oh, okay, good call. That one's way better than the other two. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But probably N64. That's just where I started mm. and where I want to live. Just, oh, all right. Yeah, that was, that was a very deep message. <laughs> what about you, Nick? Uh, for me, it would probably be PlayStation 2 because... Although PlayStation 1 was sort of technically my first console, and and I've got such good memories of that console, the PlayStation 2 felt like my first console where I was like a proper gamer and cared about games, if that makes sense. Yeah, it it actually does. Yeah, and it's like the PlayStation 2 has some of my all-time favorite games on it, so really, I I love it to bits. That's fair. I personally am a huge fan of the Xbox 360 so when the xbox came out and it came out with halo and that was cool but then the 360 came out and there was like halo 2 and uh you call of duty for a while i call of duty for a bit or, i'm sorry halo 3 call of duty for a bit and um like uh elder scrolls oblivion like there's so many great games that i remember spending so many hours with the 360 i was playing xbox 360 like i don't know 40 minutes before our wedding, I was sitting on the couch in my boxers playing Halo 3. <laughs> and, like, the 360 was just... It, it's fantastic. And it was, I think, the pinnacle for me in terms of, of uh, like, my gaming experience. Because it came out right when I was in high school and I had time and money to get games and play with my friends. And it was good times. Yeah. Good times. The 360 is awesome. Plus, the 360 controller is often remarked as, like, the best controller to ever be created i really like the playstation 2 controller mm. like that, controller, that was where i was like, at yeah i was always i always tended towards like the playstation versus the xbox that's fair yeah do you want to hear a really crazy fact what do you, yes. what what year do you think the final playstation 2 game came out in i don't know 2010 2014 what? Yes. Pro Pro Evolution uh, Soccer two, uh, 2014 was the final PS2 game. It's it's sold on PlayStation 2. Yes. That's insane. So That's the PS3. That's because it was a great. Yeah. It was a great console. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine still marketing for something. When did it come out? Um, PlayStation 2. Do, 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 do. Like the the PlayStation 2. Uh, like it had to have been. Uh, I will check. Literally a decade old at that time, and you're still making games for it. Like, dang. Uh, I'll check right now. The PS2 came out in 2000. So yeah, it was fi- t- 14 years yep. old. Greatness. Yes. 14 and years of greatness. The greatness. Yes. It was a good console. It really entirely up the because game, but... of James Bond Nightfire. <laughs> the greatest right. game ever made. <laughs> the greatest game. Yes, I managed. I managed to alienate another podcast with my views on a uh, uh, Nightfire. <laughs> Oh jeez. Yeah. Uh, so I guess John has said that his would be the first PlayStation. Yeah. I I also have a lot of memories of playing like Spyro, Crash Bandicoot. Oh movies. yes. Um, what what else? That is exactly uh, Final Fantasy VII, uh, Jet Moto, like all these great games that like, yeah hold so many like memories. That is exactly why I have the PlayStation One theme on my PS4 because I I couldn't get it. To I know it doesn't I'm work. So doesn't mad. work for you. But yes, every time it boots up, it makes that really terrifying noise. 
I want it. I played a lot of games when I was younger. You did. I just I didn't really think about that, but yeah, yeah you used to play a lot with my brother. And then you, oh. uh, and then you got older, and then you stopped playing. Never stopped playing. Then she, yeah, and then, then she, I started reading. Yeah, then she found so books. then it just was like she whew. transitioned to books. Yeah. Which here's we can talk about that later, but like books is like you're witnessing a story, and games are you're making the story. That's how I see it. I think in some, I think, I think I feel like I'm a part of books. Like I, I, I honest to goodness, I knew have I would start times her when. <laughs> I feel like like when a character dies, it's like your best friend dies. Well, not in, not only that, like I have memories, quote unquote, that were from that like books. I think that I that actually happened to me, but no, no, it was just a part of a story that happened. But because I get so invested so, into the book, it's just like, oh yeah, that happened to me, and I think. And about she it, says and like, there's a problem with AI. Wait, what? <laughs> No, she's believing. She's remembering things that never happened to her. No, but I, 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 I do, knew. I do know what she means, and it's um, it's probably because I'm pretty sure there's a phenomenon. And it's, it's probably yeah, called something. People like pro- probably study it's it. It's probably because um, <laughs> because I re- I read a lot of books as well, yeah, and I know what you mean. And you do become, you do become really invested in them. I have a really weird thing with books is that despite how despite the fact that books give descriptions of characters i will have an image of what a character look looks like in my of head yes, movies and then play of course. In my yeah head. and then if um if say like a graphic novel comes out with a with it a drawing with a drawing based with a drawing is. based on like the proper um description in the book i'm like well, that's not who like... i imagine like exactly yeah. it's like this isn't the same and it's yeah that's why i'm always worried about books in the movies but Anywho. Yeah, that's because um, they're that's... all terrible. Because they, because they, because they never, <laughs> they always change things. The Lord of the Rings ones are pretty good. You have to admit. Yeah, funny enough, actually looking up something about Lord of the Rings because I saw a stupid dubstep video about Lord of the Rings, but I can't find it. You have to send it to me. No, I can't find it. It was this really stupid one that was um, okay. Spoilers for Lord of the Rings. It took the scene where Bo- <laughs> it took the scene, it took the scene where Bo- it took the scene where Boromir dies, and it keeps it keeps looping the moment where he gets spoilers. It keeps looping the moment where he gets struck with the first arrow because it looks like he's head banging. And it's just playing yeah. like EDM dubstep o- over the top, and it's so funny. That is hilarious. That was a really, that was a really sad moment. Yeah, it was. It was a dark. So uh, anyways, hold on. I just want to like speaking of Lord of the Rings. Oh real my fast. gosh! No, go ahead, yeah. <laughs> so I have the One Ring script written around my arm. It's tattooed it's, around her. Yes, arm. it's in Elvish, obviously. Yep. And so I had this girl come in the other day, and she was like, "So." Oh, is that Greek? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, um, no, it's it's actually Elvish. And she she just like blank stared at me. Oh, that's the. And I was like, uh, Lord of, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And she just blank stared at me. Mm. And like she was an adult. And How I do just, people like, not know? I don't her. know. That is that is quite a niche <laughs> reference. Like if you said Lord of the Rings to people Lord of the... to people that didn't know it at all, that would not be the first thing that would jump into their mind. I, I don't think. But Lord of the Rings, like, like it was a major name, Lord feature of the Rings. film, and then like The Hobbit came out, and like then that sparked Lord of the Rings again, and it was just yeah, just yeah. confusing. How do you not Anyways, know what Lord of the Rings? Continue. Is? Anywho, yeah. So I think that about wraps it up for this yeah. week. Unless you guys have anything else? No, I just no. want to say thank you for John to actually sending us an email. Yes, thanks, John. Although, if but then I, no, uh, no hilariously, for, he sent it. He yeah. sent it to us last week, actually, about twenty minutes after we'd finished recording. So, uh, well done, that well done there funny. for your timing. Despite the fact <laughs> yep. I send out multiple tweets warning people when we're going to record, so this doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, um, we wanted to add in that every couple of weeks we are going to do a segment. Um, we're calling it Rena's Delicious Designs, and. 
the guys are going to give me a topic and I will create a game off of those topics. And so if you want to send in any topics, then feel free. Yeah. So sim- I create, similar to I will create your vision. Similar to read that cat episode. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it'll be a, 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 a semi weekly yes. yeah. basis. Um, so we're getting more into like our outro yes. uh, updates and the things that are going on with the podcast. So mm-hmm. this has been uh, basically one month, five weeks of successful yes. podcasting. And I feel like we've just we've come so far mm. and it's going great. Yeah. So thanks for all the love and follows and all that stuff. Definitely. And we have news. What's what's our huge news? The Nick? huge news. But frankly, if you follow us on Twitter, you'll already know this. But we are on iTunes. Yes, we Officially. are on iTunes. We are confirmed. You can find us in the iTunes store. I checked. Help us make the uh, new and noteworthy section by giving yes. us rates and reviews and subscribing and helping us out because yep. that would be great. We, are... we really just we what we want to do is make a a community around this podcast around gaming and the fact that you don't need a, a passport yes. like to to game across the country. Yep. So help us grow this community. Yep. Uh, it's thanks to everyone that listens and, and everyone that plays games out there that. Uh, we do this, and you're awesome. So rate, rate, review, subscribe, so that we can keep growing. You can finally and say sharing. that for the first time. Please leave us a review. Yeah, gotta keep sharing the good stuff. We're also looking at getting out on Stitcher and yes. Google Google Play podcasts. Yes, because a few people have tweeted us and been like, "Oh, are you going to get on this platform?" And yeah, we are working on yep. it. It's just we're yep. life, get, we're, life gets we'll in the way. Like, yeah, we'll we'll up. try and get into uh, basically all the platforms you would possibly want to yes. hear us talk about random stuff on. Um, also, we talked about it last week a little bit. We'll talk about more. Uh, there seems to be a little bit of interest in having uh, like a server for certain games we play that would be up 24-7 and we could just like hop in. You could play games with us. Mm-hmm. Or we might also do like dedicated game nights where we decide we're going to play a community game and people can come join us. Yeah. Or uh, we're looking at doing Twitch streams mm-hmm. and uh, Let's Plays of games. So yeah. we're, we're hoping to keep growing and keep yes. doing great things for the community. Yes. I want to put my um, neck out as well. And if anyone gets impatient regarding the whole us sorting out game nights and game servers is entirely my fault. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, I have. I, have <laughs> I am very busy. I have, exa- I have exams over the next month. So I, well, I, we're both busy. It's, cannot, it's a team effort. I cannot. Yet. Remember, you once told me that it's an equal position. We're co-hosts. Yes. Whereas, so, yeah, uh, well, well, no, well, we're co-hosts, but as we pointed out, Rena is the top point of the triangle, so... That's true. Woo-woo. So really, it's all your fault. Yeah, so... No! Yeah, no, that... <laughs> no. Just, we're outsourcing the blame. Yeah, that's, you are the, that's you're the you face of this podcast. That's the problem. I should be the face. We're going to change it. We're going to change our uh, logo. So it's got your face. Our logo is just Rena's face. Yes. Instead, instead of the earth, <laughs> it would be Rena's yeah. face. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Uh, let us know what you guys have ideas. If you wanted to be part of a sweet gaming community yes. and help, uh, like share share the joy of gaming yeah. across the world, basically. Exactly. So, um, that's all I got. You guys got anything else? Uh, no. No. All right, uh, if you want to write to us, give us ideas, questions, things like that, you can email us at gwbpodcast at gmail.com or, uh, wait, is that yes. right? Is that our yes, email? Yes, you got it okay. bang on. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at gwbpod uh, at Twitter. Mm-hmm. And any anything else? Uh, I know, Nick, you have your, your yes. gaming blog and your Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at another GMG blog, and you can find my blog at um, nickpjenkins25.wordpress.com Haven't written anything up there for a while, but my idea is once I get exams out of the way and I'm done with school for this year, I'm going to really try and kick out a lot of content on that, and um, I'm, well, I, might, I'll probably, I might post links to it on our 
on our Podbean site when I've got new stuff up. So, yeah, I've been a bit quiet, but I'm hoping to sort of rectify that. Where can people find you on social media, Brad? They can find me on Twitter as at MajesticSteed55. That's the two numbers at the end. And they can also find me on uh, Xbox and Steam as Antivial, A-N-T-I-V-Y-R-A-L. And um, any other place you might want to play, PlayStation Network, uh, Battle.net for Heroes of the Storm or anything else like that, just uh, shoot us a tweet and I will get back to you as soon as I can with with all my social links and whatnot. Yeah, you can also find me on PS4, but it's probably not worth it. I don't really play any multiplayer games. (laughs) Well... Not so yet. pointless. <laughs> Not completely. You can still uh, message me over PS4. It's a bit inefficient. <laughs> true. True. Anyways, uh, that's all I got. Thanks yeah, for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Love you guys. We do. And uh, do you have anything you want to say to our listeners? Yeah. Read that cat. Read that cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>